Hey, this is Nikki McCrary, lead pastor at Eastern Heights Baptist Church in Statesboro, Georgia, where we exist to be a life-changing church. So as you listen, I pray that you will be encouraged in your walk with Christ and that your life will be forever changed as you grow in your relationship with Him. Everybody doing good? Awesome. Yeah. Hey, y'all excited? I love it. I like it. Got the subwoofers going this morning. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Hey, it's good to see all of you. Have your Bibles or a Bible app or a tablet or a watch or a magic eye or whatever you see the scriptures with this morning. Find 1 Peter chapter 4. We're going to be in 1 Peter chapter 4 this morning. What a great, great song that they just did for us about making you know, a place for God to use you and and whatever that takes, because that's what we're going to be talking about today as we talk about recognizing your shape for serving God. You know, we've taken the last several weeks to talk about our vision here at Eastern Heights because I feel like it's very important that we know not only what our vision is for the church, but that you also know that it's God's vision for your life. They're one and the same. And, and we say here at Eastern Heights that our vision is that we exist to be a life-changing church. And so when we say that, we, we're saying that we understand that as God changes your life, your life in turn makes a difference and changes other people's life. And that's how that we become a life-changing church is, is as God changes us as its members, right? And You know, isn't that something that every single person here would like to see happen in your own life today is that you could make a difference in someone else's life? I mean, I really think so, that somehow, some way that your life could have a positive, life-changing impact on someone else's life is, is just something that we all would like to do. But you know what? I think that's what's missing in a lot of our churches. I think that's why our churches aren't full these days. It's because we're not seeing a lot of that life change take place. It's not only not happening in our own lives, but it's not happening in the lives of other people around us, you know? And I think a lot of that is, is because a lot of folks that are going to church, they just don't understand what it takes to make a difference in somebody else's life. They don't know what all's involved with that. So here at Eastern Heights, we've come up with a four-step strategy that gives at least every person who wants to have the opportunity the opportunity to find out what this spiritual journey is going to be like with God and then how to get connected to a ministry in the church where you can make a difference in someone else's life. Now, most all churches have a strategy of some sort to do this, and here at our church, we call it Take the Dare. Take the Dare. So what we encourage everybody to do when they come to our church is to do exactly that, is to take the dare. Now, if you've missed the last few weeks, those letters, D-A-R-E, they stand for discover, they stand for apply, recognize, and they stand for explore. And so, uh, to be more specific, it's to discover God, first of all, through a salvation experience, and then what his purpose is in your life, and then to apply four habits at least to uh, your spiritual journey and your walk with God that's necessary for you to grow as a Christian. The R to recognize is to recognize your spiritual shape for serving. And then E is explore some opportunities that you can make a difference in somebody's life through a ministry here at our church. And so that's what we're going to be focusing on today is that third step in our four-step strategies, recognizing your shape for ministry. And hopefully you'll begin that process of committing to that spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve 
one another. So right off the bat, we see at least three things that God wants out of every Christian. Number one, it says that God has given, given every Christian a special gift. And we know the Bible goes on to talk about that is a spiritual gift, all right? A special ability that God has given to people. And second of all, we see that there are a variety of gifts that God has to give out. It's not just one gift that he wants to give every Christian. There's a lot of different gifts that he has to give, and God uses a variety of ways to serve other people. And then the third thing that we see is that gift that he has given us, that special gift, that special ability, it is to be used to serve other people. All right? So those are three important things right there to know and to recognize what your shape is for serving God. Now, the purpose of this is to assist you in one of the most important parts of being a Christian, according to Hebrews 13, 21, that says this, May he equip you with all you need for doing his will. Now, how many of you in here want to do God's will? Well, hopefully all of us do, right? Well, God has equipped you so that you have all that you need to do his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ, every good thing that is pleasing to him. All glory to him forever and ever. Amen. And you know, if we could just do this verse right here, we could all say amen, right? So why is it so hard? You know, why is it so difficult? Well, I don't know why, but apparently it is. A lot of people seem to have a lot of trouble with it. So here at Eastern Heights, we want to help you. And what we want to help you do is we want to help you to become fruitful and fulfilled in a meaningful place of service here in our church. Now, what do we mean by that? Well, first of all, fruitful means that you see results from something that you're doing, something that you're putting time and effort into here at the church. You know, you want to see the fruit of your labor. In other words, when you do something here at our church through ministry, you want to see people's lives are being changed. And there's nothing wrong with that. We all want to see that. And we understand that that, that time frame is different. Every, everybody's got kind of a different time frame on when that happens. And so some ministries even take longer to see that life change take place. But sooner or later, we have to see some fruit of what we're doing or we get bored or we get tired or we get frustrated. We just quit, right? So we have to see some fruit. We want to help you find a place in our church that number one is fruitful. Second of all, fulfilling. We want it to be fulfilling because see, a lot of us come in here week after week, and we're pretty beat up, right? We're, the, the week uh, in life that goes on during the week kind of beats us up. And so we come in here kind of frustrated sometimes anyway, and we come in here tired and, and, and all. And so the last thing that needs to happen is you come in, you do something, and then you go away feeling worse than you did when you got here because you were feeling pretty rough when you arrived, right? So the way, way we say it here, fulfillment means that you go away feeling better than you did when you got here. That's, that's pretty simple. So we want to help you get into a ministry where you feel fruitful and where you feel fulfilled. And so when you kind of wrap it all up and you put a bow on it, the recognized phase uh, of our strategy is it's getting the right people in the right places for the right reasons. Getting the right people in the right places for the right reasons. Because, see, for too long, churches have run around shooting arrows up in the air and then run around with a target trying to figure out where it's going to land. You know, we have a need here, so you, you go over there. We have a need here, so, you know, you go over that way. And we just stick people, you know, wherever. And, and, and that hasn't worked out so good over a period of time. And, you know, I said last week that all of us, all of us as Christians, we want to serve God. We all want to make a difference in people's lives. But a lot of people just don't know how to go about figuring out how they're going to do that. 
So this morning, I, I want to try to help you just a little bit. I, I want you to think of your life as a jigsaw puzzle. Okay, I want you to think of your life as a jigsaw puzzle. Some of you are thinking, well, that, that's not going to be very hard because I feel like my life is in a thousand pieces. It's all over the place. It's not in the box anymore. Matter of fact, I think there's a couple of pieces gone missing somewhere. I don't know. Well, I don't want you to think of your life like that kind of jigsaw puzzle. I want you to think of it more like the preschool puzzles, okay? Yeah, and Joe's with me. He, he knows about those, okay? Uh, but, you know, the kind that's got five big pieces, you know, that kind of fit. And, and once you get those five pieces in there, uh, they... they it, it's, even five-piece puzzles, there's something, you know, fulfilling about getting those all in the right place, all right? I get more excited than the kids sometimes about it. But, uh, but that's what I want you to think about today is we uh, have these pieces of the puzzle in our life. And, and see, unlike our other two classes, the first two classes, we give you a ton of information. We give you a lot of facts. We give you a lot of things that you need to know and all that kind of stuff. Well, the recognized classes is a lot different than that. We're, we don't give you a lot of new pieces. Matter of fact, what we try to do is we try to take all the pieces that God has put in your personal life box, and we try to help you figure out where those pieces that you already have fit into serving God and making a difference in people's life. So the recognized class is not so much about giving you a new piece as it is helping you to figure out what the picture is going to look like on the outside of your box when you're serving God and you're making this difference in people's lives, all right? And, and so when you put that puzzle together, you're going to get the right person, that's you, in the right place, and you're going to be there for the right reason. So how do you do that? Well, I am certainly glad that you asked me that because I really want to tell you about it. We use another acrostic called shape, all right? Are you getting the kind of a, uh, a pattern here with me? I, I have to have help, all right, to remember things. So I use a lot of these acrostics. But we borrowed this acrostic from Saddleback Community Church out in California. They came up with it about 30 years ago. And look, if it's, if it's perfect, and, and, you, and, and you can't improve on it, you know, why try? So we just, we just borrowed it from them, okay, and we use it. It's called shape, but it helps us to figure out what the puzzle pieces look like and then where they fit together to complete your unique picture of your shape for serving God. So let's talk about what those are. As you can see, the S stands for spiritual gift, or you see gifts because sometimes God gives people more than one. H stands for heart, the A stands for abilities, the P stands for personal style, or some people call it personality. E stands for experiences. That's what we say when we say we want you to recognize your shape. We want you to recognize these five pieces of your puzzle. Now, let's talk about what each one of those are just briefly, and then we'll kind of wrap this thing up. First of all, spiritual gifts. You're saying wrap this up. We just started on number one. Yep, it's going to be a minute, but not long. All right. Spiritual gifts, 1 Corinthians 12, 1. It says, now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about the spiritual abilities the Spirit gives us, I don't want you to misunderstand this. If there's one controversial thing in churches that has been controversial for years and years and years, it's this area of spiritual gifts. I mean, different denominations teach things all over the map on this kind of thing, all right? And so we don't do a deep dive into what spiritual gifts are. We, we leave that up to Brother Gary to teach that class, all right? And, and so if you want a deep dive, go with Brother Gary, all right? But we, we kind of give an overview that there are 15 spiritual gifts that we believe are active in the church today. And we teach you that at the moment of salvation, God gives you as a Christian at least one of those spiritual gifts in order that you can serve other 
people with it. And so to help you figure out what it is, we give you a spiritual gifts assessment. Now, that's a man-made tool. It's on our website. You can get it, and you can look at it, and you can take it now if you're interested in it. But it kind of at least gives you a roadmap to what your spiritual gift might be if you've never done that before. It'll help you by answering some questions, well, 115 questions, to help you figure out what that might be. And at least it'll get you going in the right direction. And we'll give you a brief description of what each one of those are and how that they might be used in the church. Now, if you have an interest in, know, in knowing more about your spiritual gift, would you believe that we have a class today uh, called Recognize? And it's at 1.30, and we, we'd love for you to attend that class. Now, the H stands for heart. Heart, it's that driving impulse. It's that something that you find yourself always wanting to do is what we're talking about here. Psalm 37, 4 says, Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desire. Some people kind of refer to this section of it as your passion. What you're passionate about, what you know you naturally enjoy doing. So I want you to think about that and, and maybe even dream a little bit, kind of go outside the box. What, what would, have you ever dreamed of doing something great for God? I mean, if, what would you dream of doing for God if you didn't have any obstacles in your way, like life and kids? Not that kids are obstacles or anything. I, I, don't, I don't mean it that way, but you know, just life and kids and stuff, you know? Um, if you didn't have any obstacles in your way, what would you dream of doing for God that would make a difference in somebody's life? That's what we're talking about here. Because what we've discovered is when people serve in a place in the church that they are passionate about, even though they might get frustrated from time to time, they don't burn out because they are doing something that they naturally love and they keep coming back and doing it over and over and over. We don't have to twist their arms. So if you have an interest in knowing more about your heart, what you might be passionate about, we have a class today called Recognize that meets at 1.30 and we'd like for you to come find out more about it. The A stands for abilities. Abilities. 1 Corinthians Chapter 12, verse 6. It says, God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. So God accomplishes his work in a lot, a lot of different ways. And so when we talk about abilities, we're talking about things that you are either born with or over your course of life that you learn about and that you develop uh, as life goes on. We mentioned a few of those last week. You know, some people are just good at fixing stuff, right? I mean, they just naturally know how to fix things. Some people like to sew. Some people are good at cooking. Others have great computer skills or they have financial skills or they're a good organizer. I mean, the list is really endless at what people are good at. As a matter of fact, uh, we're told that the average person has between 500 and 700 different skills and abilities that God could use to uh, make a difference in other people's lives. And here at our church, you remember, we believe we're just a little bit above average. So we've got more than five to 700 here at Eastern Heights, and that's a lot to offer the Lord. And so I want to ask you, how, how are we shaping up so far? I mean, we've talked about our spiritual gifts. We've talked about our heart. We've talked about our abilities, right? So is it starting to kind of come together in your mind a little bit about what your five pieces of the puzzle might look like? Well, if not, I want to kind of give you a, a quick story about somebody's uh, puzzle that came together. You know, the picture on the front of their box just kind of came together because it really was a game changer. Matter of fact, it was really a life changer. It did more than just change the game. It changed lives. There was this guy at a previous church, all right? And he was very, very faithful. He came week in and week out. As a matter of fact, that's really what he did. 
he came in and he went out. Week after week, he came in one way and he went out the same way. He came in one way, he went out the same way. Week after week after week, year after year. He just, he wasn't making a difference in anybody's life. Well, finally, one day, he decided to take the dare. All right, And he went through these four classes. And at the end of those four classes, I said, well, uh, have you figured out what ministry you can do in our church to make a difference in somebody's life? And he began to list for me all the things that he couldn't do. All right, He couldn't teach. He couldn't sing. He couldn't get up in front of people and so forth and so on. He just kept on going. Finally, I stopped and I said, wait, 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 wait. I said, is there anything that you found out you can do? And he said, well, I like to fix cars, but I don't see how that's got anything to do with how God could use me in the church. And I said, well, you know what? I don't either. I ain't got a clue. And so for him, taking the dare was a flop. You ever taken a dare and it didn't work out so good? Well, he took the dare and it didn't work, all right? He, he did not get the answers to life that he was looking for. The class failed him. The church had failed him. I mean, we told him we'd help him figure out his shape, help him recognize how he could make a difference in somebody's life, and we were at a total loss, all right? And I said, well, I tell you what, you pray about it for a little while, and I'm going to pray about it for a little while. We, can we at least do that? He said, yeah, I'll do that. What I got to lose, right? And so... We did that. We began to pray about it. Well, shortly after that, a lady came up to me, and she said, uh, and it was a single mother. She came up to me, and she said, you know, as a single mom, I just feel like everywhere I go in town, I feel like I'm getting ripped off by everybody. Do, do you know anybody that, that could change the oil in my car without trying to do a bunch of other stuff that's going to cost me $200 more? Ding, ding. I went, you know, as a matter of fact, I do. I, I know this guy that uh, he likes to fix things and tinker with car stuff. I bet he'd like to change the oil in your car. So anyway, me and this guy got to talking. And so to make a long story about the same length, he, um, he started a ministry in a church called Car Care Ministry. It took place on the first Saturday morning of the month. And so what he did, he said, for all the single mothers, not everybody in the church now, but the single moms, he said, if you'll buy the oil and the filter and you'll bring it up here on the first Saturday of every month, I will change the oil in your car for free. And so single moms started showing up, getting their oil changed for free, right? And so it wasn't long. Uh, there was a good number of single moms up there getting their oil changed because every single mom knows another single mom, right? And so we had all these moms up there getting their oil changed. Well, every single mom has at least one child, right? That's why they're called single moms, all right? So we had up at the church on first Saturday, we had single moms, and we had a whole bunch of children. Well, one day, uh, one of the moms said, you know what? Says, I, I think I could teach a little Bible study. We're just sitting up here waiting, wasting time. Anyway, I'm just going to teach a little Bible study for the kids, you know, five or ten minute study. And so that's what she decided to start doing. She didn't realize it, but she was fixing to start making a difference in somebody's life with, on accident. Okay, And so she started teaching this Bible study. The first Saturday that she taught the Bible study, one of the moms accepted Jesus as her Lord and Savior. Got saved. She had never been to church in her life. She had never heard the gospel story. On that Saturday morning, it was the first time she had ever heard that God loved her, despite all of her failures, despite all of her mistakes, and that Jesus had died on the cross for her. And that she could make a difference in somebody's life too. And so right there on that morning, that Saturday morning at the car care ministry, she asked Jesus to come into her heart. Well, you know what's coming next, right? 
Not too many weeks later, a child accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior during Bible study time. And then another child. And then another child. All because this one guy said, well, I guess I could change oil in people's cars. But I don't see how God could use that. You see, because of this guy, people's lives were changed forever. And none any more than his very own. That man was never the same again. Never the same again. And I tell you what, he was the first one there and the first one to leave, cleaned up all of his mess every Saturday. I don't know, he may still be changing oil, for all I know, on the first Saturday. You know, the right person in the right place for the right reasons here at Eastern Heights will make us a life-changing church. It will. Because it'll change your life first. And then it'll just spill over. Folks, you know, if that doesn't crank your tractor, you know, you either need a new battery or a new engine or you need something. And I don't have to jump around to be excited, but that cranks my tractor. It cranks my tractor when I see people's lives being changed. You know, I've got dozens of other stories that I could share with you too, but you know what I'm most excited about? I'm excited about how God's changing people's lives right here at Eastern Heights. And I've been hearing some of those stories. Somebody shared one with me last week, and, and it thrilled me. It cranked my tractor, all right? And listen, if you've got a story that it's life-changing, that God's done something in your life, or, or God's used you and somebody else, share that story with me. Share it with somebody. Let us get it out there. Let it bless somebody else's life. We'd love to share those kind of stories with people because they're happening left and right, but we need to hear about them in order to know that they're happening because you wouldn't have known about that oil change story if I hadn't have told it, right? So we got to tell our stories. Well, the P in shape stands for personal style. Psalm 139, verses 13 14. David says it this way. He said, You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well... I know it. So David's talking about creation here. We know that God created our physical body, and that reminds us that Mother's Day, our baby bottles are due back, as you've been reminded already. But it also tells us here in Psalms that, that God has created our inmost being. He's given us that part of us that makes us unique and makes us different from every other person. And, and it's known as our personal style or what we might call our personality, right? And our personality, some of us may be similar, but we're really all very different when it comes down to it. Because, you know, some of us are extroverted, right? Some of us are more introverted. They all both start flying about here, you know. Yeah. We all kind of know that we're a little bit different, right? Some of us are more expressive in our personality, and some of us are more uh, self-controlled, right? Um, some of us, you know, we, we like our routine, you know. Uh, we, everything has its place and, and a place for everything, right? If you move it, you're in trouble, all right? And, you know, if you get something, put it back where it goes. We like our routines, you know. We, we get hung up on them. And um, others, though, we like variety, you know, we like to shake things up. We like things to be a little different sometimes, add a little spice to life, you know. So we've got a little bit different personalities working here. And then, then you've got people that pretty much all of us like to be in groups. I know some of you say you don't, but, you know, COVID proved that wrong because we got lonely after a little while. And, uh, but, but most of us like being in groups and whether, you know, uh, but some people like being the leader in the group, right? 
They like making all the decisions for the group. That's kind of who they are. They are the group leader, right? And then the rest, rest of the people in the group, they, they don't really care what the group's going to do. They'll go along with it, you know, once the decision made. They just want to be a part of the group. And so in our recognized class, we try to help you learn that you serve best when you're doing it the way that you prefer to do it then that best fits your own personality. And some people are just better doing tasks, and some people are better doing things with people. Some need a complete job description with the one, two, three, fours. You hand it to them, and then without that, they, they can't get the job done. they got to have all those explicit instructions. Other people, they, they just like a general idea of what you need done, and, and then get out of the way, and they'll get it done, right? And so it's kind of all over the map. But we want to help get the right people in the right place for the right reasons and to help you figure that out here. What ministry in our church and what part of that ministry best fits your personality? And so if you would like to know more or you have an interest in knowing more about what your abilities might be and how your personal style might fit in to making a difference in people's lives, we have a class today called Recognize at 1.30 that we'd like to invite you to come and be a part of. All right, the last letter, E, stands for experiences. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 4 says it this way. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. Now, this verse certainly does not explain all of why God allows everything to happen in our life the way that he does. Because to be honest, there are a lot of things in life that are painful, that are hurtful, that are negative, and just unpleasant. But there are also a lot of things in life that brings us a lot of joy a lot of fulfillment, and a lot of energy for life. And what I found out is that God, through each one of us, wants to take all of that, the good, the bad, and yes, even the ugly, and he wants to use those parts of our life in order to help serve other people. So when you take these five pieces of the puzzle, this shape, the way that God has put us together, it really answers three very important questions that all of us need the answer to if we're going to serve God and make a difference in people's lives. And it is this, where am I going to serve God? Where am I going to serve God when I serve him? And then what am I going to be doing when I'm serving him? And then how, how am I going to serve God? And so the spiritual gifts and abilities part of your shape answers the what you're going to be doing when you're serving God, right? And then the experiences in the heart part, that answers the where that you're going to be serving God. And then your personal style answers the how question. So there it is, the shape, S-H-A-P-E, the where, the what, and the how of you're going to, how you're going to serve God. You see, in decade after decade, and I know I'm dating myself here, but there have been quite a few decades that I've gone through in churches where I've watched people come and grow, go through the church without making a difference. The church making a difference in their life or them making a difference in anybody else's life. And so I, I knew that you know, a church would need some kind of plan and they would need a, a strategy to make that plan work because used to people would serve God for basically one of two reasons, right? They would either serve out of obligation or because of guilt. 
They'd serve out of obligation or guilt, and sometimes there was a little mixture of both of them because, see, um, they knew they should be doing something in the church, right? We talked about that last week. Everybody knows they need to be doing something in the church, so they felt obligated to do something, and then they felt a little guilty when the preacher every week would get up and talk about needing uh, a teacher for the middle school boys down in the basement, right? Because that's always where they put the middle school boys is down, down there, uh, away from everybody else. And, and so people would serve out of obligation or guilt. So a lot of churches, they, they just ended up with the wrong person in the wrong place, but at least they were there generally for the right reasons. I mean, they wanted to make a difference. They just didn't know how. But you know what? It's 2021, right? And, you know, most people I'm finding out, they don't feel as obligated as they used to, <laughs> right? And they really don't feel that guilty about needing a break from life's hectic pace. Right? Matter of fact, most of us feel like we deserve a break. And so people don't want to waste their time doing something that's not making a difference. They don't want to waste their time in something that's not fruitful and something that's unfulfilling. And look, here at Eastern Heights, we don't blame you. And we don't want it to be that way. We feel the same way. We want to help you find that ministry that only you, with your unique shape, can feel and then get you plugged into it. And if you'd like to know more about how to do that, we have a recognized class today at 1.30 that'll help you to figure that out. And I'm going to be sharing another story that I won't have time to today about a lady who attended church for 35 years without making a difference. But then she took the dare one day and she figured it out and her life has never been the same since and a whole lot of other people. 35 years, 35 years. Some of you sitting in this room, you're not far off of that mark. 30, 20 years, 10 40, I don't know. Is God making a difference in your life? Is church making a difference in your life? Or are you making a difference? You know? God always has more for us, folks. So that means there's always a next step for what God's more is. So what, what's your next step? Is it going to be coming to the class today? Or maybe you already know your shape, and it's just simply like that song that, that the praise team sang for us today. You just need to make room for God to be able to use you and do whatever it takes for that to happen so that God can start using your unique puzzle to start making there. So here, here's the takeaway. God has uniquely gifted every member of this church who is a Christian. God has uniquely gifted you so that you can make a difference in someone's life. The question is, is your life making a difference in anybody else's life. If not, recognize your shape and start using it. Let's pray together. Father God, we love you. We, we are so grateful and thankful that because of your word, you teach us that we're not just saved so that we can go to heaven, but we are saved to make a difference in other people's lives. And that you have uniquely gifted us and shaped us for a very special task and ministry here on this earth. It is our purpose in life. It is how we find fulfillment. God, we pray that every single person here 
would begin that process of committing to figuring out what their shape is, to recognizing how you want to use them to make a difference in someone else's life. God, may we be the life-changing church you've called us to be because you are changing us. And we ask it in the name of Christ. All God's people said... We hope you were encouraged by this message today. If you would like more details on our church, please visit us at ehbcstatesboro.org.